Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. We're back! We're back! Wait, did we take... Yeah, we took last week. Yeah, we took a quick break like, off. Wait, our yeah, sister station... Our sister station... Yeah, our break. Had a uh, spring fundraiser, by the way. KLRC, shout out. Um, shout out. The Potentialist Podcast, that's on the Real FM Podcast Network, features someone who also does a podcast on the KLRC Podcast Network, Holly Girth. So shout to Holly. She kind of bridges the gap along with us. But our sister station, KLRC, had a spring fundraiser. They ended up and over their goal, which was awesome. Early. So, early, by the way, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Yep. That involved Bree and I working like 15-hour days, though. So we did not do I, the podcast. I did six-hour volunteer shifts, and those are those are hefty. Mm-hmm. They're hefty. Big and deal. And you work like 12-hour days. Yeah, basically six to six. It's Ugh. it's a long day. It's Yeah, it's a lot. But it's we're happy to be back. Our Friday is... Looking good this week. The sunshine is finally coming out after a week it of like is. sub-zero temperatures, it it's feels gonna like. It's going to be perfect for doing yard work this weekend. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've got a great episode lined up. But before we do... Wait, did we introduce ourselves? I'm Isaac, joined by my wonderful wife and co-host, Bree. Yes. Hi. Okay. And we have a great episode lined up for you. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our weeks in pop culture. Now, Ooh. do you have anything for this? Think, give me a minute. You do your yours first. I'm sure I can come up with something. Okay. Yeah, my week in pop culture is that I watched the movie Dog with Channing Tatum. And We've watched a lot of movies, yeah. Yeah, um, we saw, okay, so we did see the new Batman. New Batman. Um, oh, guys, not a fun time. Okay, I'm going to say movies are my week in pop culture. I first saw Batman in the last week, and I'm going to oh. say, Robert, everyone in it, great acting. Robert Pattinson, I think, is a good Batman. Um, it has more of an angle of investigation to it like this is the oh, most yeah it's like a like an investigation noir this is the most investigation-y batman <laughs> i've ever seen like it leans into batman's detective uh-huh. side which i don't think the christian bale series did very well i think that it's well, more of a fighting action movie he mostly just follows the the villain around yes. like the villain does something and yeah. he just reacts to it Right. He doesn't do any. He doesn't solve anything. Are you talking about Batman? Yes. In the newest one? Uh-huh. That can be probably a he fair critique. He didn't really do much in the movie. Okay. I mean, that could be probably a fair critique, but I'm going to say in terms of like investigation. Like the bad guy's plan basically worked. Okay. Let's not spoil it. Okay. Let's not spoil it. But I'm saying it was a good movie, I think. I don't know that I'm ready to like sit down and experience all two hours and 50 minutes of it again anytime soon. Oh, it's a full hours. No, it's two hours, 57 minutes. Okay. I don't know that I'm ready to experience it again anytime Ugh. soon, but it is, I think it's a solid movie, especially if you're a Batman fan. I think you'll like it. So. I think that if you are really hell bent on watching in the theaters, good for you. If you don't really care, I would wait until it comes out on DVD and yeah. watch it or HBO or streaming yeah. and just watch it on your couch yeah. so that you can pause it if you want to and come back to it later. Take a little intermission, go yeah, get food. Three hours is a long movie. Yes. It's a very long movie. But on like the flip side contrast to that, I saw the movie Dog also, which is like a tight 90 minute I love a kind 90 of like minute popcorn movie. fluff All movie. It should be 90 minutes. Channing Tatum plays a um, soldier that's been discharged, medically discharged from the army. Um, he has a traumatic brain injury oh. and someone in his unit uh, died. He passed away. He was a, uh, the person that passed away was a dog handler. I mean, this is like the main premise of the movie. (laughs) The person that passed away was a dog handler and the dog was also um, injured in the line of duty. So it had some trauma attached to it. The movie is basically Channing Tatum taking this dog across the country to go be with the family of this um, soldier that died's funeral. So 
it's this sort of road trip movie with Channing Tatum and this dog. It's a very dysfunctional relationship at first. It reminds me of my relationship with my dog, Gravy, who is a traumatized Uh goober. And uh, it's just a beautiful story. And I was on the verge of tears like eight times during the movie (laughs) Dog. So it's a great movie. You love that dog. I love my dog. And I loved this movie because it reminded me so much of me first trying to figure out how to deal with gravy and and still and still sometimes do. Yeah. I mean, but it's gotten way better with me and gravy so far. But this movie, the timeline of how things go is sped up a lot. But Uh it's really great. I think it's fun. Cute. Well, my pop culture, my week of pop culture, I just remembered we rewatched the Hunger Games series. Oh, yeah. We've watched so many movies. I know. That's what I was saying. Okay. I don't know if you would remember it. Every night at the fundraiser, Isaac would get home 630. We would turn on a Hunger Games movie. And then by the time it was over, it's time for bed. Yeah. So we watched a Hunger Games movie a night. I had forgotten how good they were. Mm hmm. They were really good. Like the first one to get you into the universe is kind of cringy just mm-hmm. because everything is a little too dystopian, a little too teen, yeah. teen, teenager. Yeah. And then they get into the killing. So it's like, <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, OK. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I had forgotten about it. What did you think? I thought they were great. I mean, I they are definitely um different from what i remember i remember way being different them, from what i remember them being way cooler and less campy when i originally saw it's them it's a very campy series but i was in the exact target demo as they came out i mean i was reading the oh, books yeah. it's like in people tandem. that like twilight like right. people love twilight they but have if you an revisit the movies now you're it's like, so cringy you oof. can't do it yeah yeah hunger games is a lot like that but i thought that it ended really cool hunger games is a lot less cringy than twilight i think mm-hmm. so I yeah i and yeah i thought it was good and it, i remember um a lot of parts of the book i remember them being very close movie mm-hmm. to book so i thought it was pretty good yeah so that was good i thought it was really good but i definitely similar to batman it's probably going to be a while before i rewatch them again but i think that it was really fun to do yeah it was fun i highly recommend going back and watching the movies that you were like crazy about as a teenager or maybe don't or maybe don't depending on what kind of mood you want to be in when you're done (laughs) let's jump into story number one this week okay i don't know if you know about gilberto escamilla okay okay this was a former employee of a juvenile detention center in San Benito. He has pled guilty to stealing over, and I'm going to get this number right here, okay? So he pled guilty to stealing over $1.2 million in fajitas over nine years, okay? Okay, so first of all, mm-hmm. I have questions. Yeah, the so fajita he worked, bandit. He worked at Juvie. Yeah, he worked at a Juvie. stole fajitas? Yes, how do you steal fajitas? So I feel like that is the most obvious food to steal because it's like. So these weren't cooked fajitas. They <laughs> these, weren't. These were frozen fajitas. Yes. Fro- what's a frozen fajita? I mean, it's just a frozen fajita. I don't I don't I don't know. A fajita is like an experience. I know. I know. <laughs> this, is, like an experience. <laughs> this is all. I have so many questions. So I he did stole from a juvenile detention facility. Yeah. One point two million dollars worth of fajitas over nine years. That's so many fajitas. Yes. One, two. I feel like over nine years. I mean, what is that? A fajita a day? So listen, I'm going to jump in on this. OK. So he's currently in a facility in Gatesville, Texas, but here's the background on this, okay? So he was initially charged with using $1.2 million of taxpayer money to allegedly fund the theft of thousands of pounds of fajitas, 
Okay. Okay. The case plays out like this. He's accused of stealing thousands of pounds of fajitas um, and selling them to his own customers. So the way that this worked, <laughs> the way that, the way that I can so understand that this worked. the prison fajitas. Yes. So the way that I think this worked is that <laughs> this was all, the lid was blown off of this. Oh my word. This, this like got uncovered. Why would you for? Listen, listen. This is insane. The lid was blown off of this whole operation because the Cameron County District Attorney said that a food delivery truck with 800 pounds of fajitas showed up to the detention center. Okay. And at the time, Escamalia was out of the office. So the employees that were left were like, wait, what the heck? We don't even serve fajitas at this facility. No. Um, this one person said that's when the alarms went off. We don't take fajitas. These can't be ours. We told the driver that he must be mistaken, but they weren't. There was an order placed by a gentleman at this facility. Channel 5 News spoke to a Valley meat market person who sells the fajitas at $7 a pound. This person told the news service that Escamala made hundreds of purchases a year. They said, quote, Okay, none of this was in the article that was in the document. Right, so right, I'm right, shocked. right. Yeah, this is the deep dive. The person that works at this meat market that sold the fajitas said it involved thousands of pounds. You know, what this means was that it was more than a personal use. So we know that he was out there reselling these, making money. So, uh, yeah. Uh, where was he selling them? I think that's the cloudy thing for me is that no one is really sure. At least the person Who that wrote this article, he does. It looks like to me he was using funds that were supposed to be allocated to buying food and stuff for the juvie detention center, and a little bit at a time over nine Why did years. He pick fajitas. Was buy, I guess like he'd done the math and that was the one you could get the most profit off of. Okay. So he was buying fajitas with money allocated from the state towards this detention center. And then selling them on like the black fajita market, maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that seems like the longest roundaboutist way to do this. And I want to know one, where did he sell them? Two, who did he sell these fajitas to? I know it's it is a mystery that we might never under uncover. Yeah, but I wonder if we're gonna uncover like a big storage facility full of frozen fajitas. I mean, probably. Um, at the time, what he they faced do with that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe add fajitas to the menu of this juvie detention center. Really. Yeah, but that's... at that point, it's been in someone's like locker. True, that's true. Um, the DA claims disclosing identities of other suspects in the crime could compromise their investigation, but there are more people under fire for this. At the time of sentencing, for the amount of fraud that he did, he faced five to ninety-nine years in prison. Okay, but he's now eligible for parole. And his projected release date is May 24th, 2038. So he's going to be in prison for like oh another like decade. Well, yeah, he stole from the federal government, technically. Yeah. So once you, you mess with that. the Fed, it ups yeah. your um, criminal offense like yeah. punishment yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's what I know from true crime. Yeah. Also, now I'm starving. Yeah, a lot of fajita talk. I'm st I'm starving for fajitas now. <laughs> yeah, so the great fajita bandit um, is uh, eligible. F I'm sorry, his... Um, Parole eligibility date of May 24th, 2023. So that's when oh, he could get out. So he could get out next year on parole, but his projected release date, if he doesn't get paroled, is in 2038. So I'm, I'm gotcha. betting this guy gets paroled, but who knows? 
That is wild. Wild. Okay, jumping across the pond where I don't think people in London have ever even heard of fajitas. Oh, that makes me so sad. <laughs> I know. I we really fajitas. we need to export our text. Tell Tommy about fajitas. We should. My friend Tommy from England. Shout out to Tommy, by the way. I wonder if he knows what fajitas are. We'll introduce it to him if he ever comes over. Okay. So a lost species is returning to London, Brie. Are you excited about this? I'm so excited. I love animal talk. Okay, so beavers are coming back to the riverbanks in London. Beavers or otters? Beavers. Beavers. These are beavers. Yeah. Beavers are coming back to the riverbanks in London. Two of the animals specifically have been reintroduced, a male and a female. They were just released into a six-hectare enclosure in Enfield, North London. The pair are currently nameless, but names like Justin Beaver... Mm-hmm. And Sigourney Beaver have been tossed uh-huh. into the ring as potential names. Uh, basically, this is an effort to uh, rewild the area to help out with natural. I think natural... this is so funny because I read about this. It's it's because there's flooding because right. there's no dams. Right. So they couldn't just make dams. They're, They're bringing the beavers in. Bringing the beavers back. The people who are <laughs> the people, the animals that are great it's at building the dams. Slowest process. To yeah. fix that problem that I've ever heard of. Yeah. But I'm here for it. I love I'm it. I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. Ian Barnes, the Enfield Council's deputy leader, said by exploring natural flood management techniques, a.k.a. beavers, such as the Beaver Project, we can reduce the risk of harm from flooding following extreme rainfall and protect hundreds, if not thousands, of homes. So they're bringing the beavers in to <laughs> protect homes. But they're doing it so slow. I think they'll get... I, I think you're underestimating how quickly... It's just two beavers. I think two beavers are going to quickly make more beavers, though. Well, what if they don't like each other? Then that's a huge problem. We need beaver like marital counseling. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I was (laughs) like, what if those beavers don't like each other? But they're reintroducing beavers gradually. But yeah, more and more. I think there's more beavers than just two. Is there more beavers on the way? I think they're adding it. I think they're bringing in a lot of beavers. They need to bring in a couple because I feel like... I don't know. Two won't do the job of saving hundreds of homes, but that's fair. That's just me. You know, that, I don't, that's fair. I'm thinking that's about fair. the logistics of this. It's just it's interesting. You I know? just love it's it that beavers are like effectively working for the city of London now. Like that's Yeah, technically they're on the they're but not on the payroll. Oh, they should get little jackets. They should get little, little high vis like jackets. I mean, I'm sure that they have some bracelet or something. Oh, little trackers. Yeah, probably. I bet they do. Yeah. Little hard do. hats. Yeah. Oh, I know you're picturing it now, aren't you? Hard hats. <laughs> so cute. They're working. Finishing up our podcast today, Pusha T, the rapper, has been enlisted by Arby's to make a diss track against who? McDonald's. I am here for the continuation of brands dissing each other. Yes, this is a this big is one. Awesome. I love it. So Arby's has hired Pusha T to help promote one the Arby's release of their fish sandwich, okay? But they're promoting it by way of going after the McDonald's iconic filet fish sandwich, okay? Yes, okay. So Push has been really closely related to McDonald's. I don't know if you realize this, but 20 years ago, Pusha I, T... Yes, I saw this. How cool is this? He was involved in the creation of the I'm Loving It jingle, like the ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Push was involved in that. He was at the time kind of like working with Justin Timberlake and a few other people in the writing process, the creation process of that. And now he's going after the brand that he helped effectively promote for like the last decade. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> we are going to pull up the... Um, we were just talking about the filet fish the other day. Do you know that it's actually like premium fish that they put in that? It's a specific kind of 
like Alaskan mackerel. That I they did put not in know there. that. Yeah, here I'll look it up because That's I was wild. really curious about it. Okay, well I'll let you look that up, but I'm gonna go ahead and play the um, Arby's Pusha T beef diss track against McDonald's. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, we've got the Pusha T. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget. Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs is stage left, the sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. Oh. Say less, this argument is... Man, okay, so accusing McDonald's of being on a budget... You know, that, that's pretty cool. I like the part of the... There's a music video that goes along with it, and there's a part where there's a bear catching a fish in its mouth, and it turns red. Yeah. That's they, my favorite They also part. are really clowning on McDonald's for having a clown as their mascot. So mm. Push really is, like, pretty Arby's lethal. Just have the hat. Yeah, Push is really lethal when it does come to writing diss tracks. He was in a feud with Drake kind of in the mid-2015s. I remember this. He revealed that Drake had a child. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that specifically, yes, but do. in the story of Added On, the diss track that he released against Drake, he outed Drake for having a child that he wasn't being a father to, and Drake owned up to it. Push a diss Drake into being a good dad. <laughs> like, that's so how, it is successful. There that's is how intense a, there is Drake a record can be. of success with that. That's how intense Push can be. So Arby's has hired the big guns. You ready to find out what kind of fish is in the McDonald's fish fillet? <laughs> yes. You've had this side project going on I, while I've been talking. I've, I looked it up the other day. I was like, I okay. wonder, because I, I wondered if it was like a, um, I've never had one. So I wondered if it was like a, uh, what do they call it? A blend, like a, a slurry of meat. I didn't know. Yeah. Is it like a fish stick where it's just like fish? You yeah. Know? Air quotes air with quotes fish. fish. No, they have Alaska Pollock. So it's 100% wild caught Alaska Pollock from the U.S. waters off the coast of Alaska. Whoa. I looked it up. I don't know what the Arby sandwich is. Oh, OK. All right. So questionable. It could be, it could be some sort of meat conglomerate. I don't know. Right. I don't know, but they do have a spicy option. Right. I don't know. Does McDonald's have a spicy option? McDonald's does not have a spicy fish option. Ooh, yeah, that could do it. Yeah. Could do so it. I feel like every time we go to Arby's to get my curly fries and Arby's sauce, mm -hmm. they are trying to promote some kind of fish sandwich. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's to get the the Lent crowd or something. But yeah, <laughs> Lent is there is a fish restaurant in Bentonville. I don't know if you know the sign. You saw the sign, but it said like Lent Central or something like that because oh, everyone funny. is going there because they're giving up meat for Lent. So yeah. oh, what fish is meat? I think that it skirts under the um, I'm giving up X Y Z thing. Okay. Yeah. So okay. there you go. That's our podcast for this week. Um, don't get in a beef with Pusha T. No. Hire him if you need to beef with someone else. He's clearly pretty good at it. Really, you need to hire him first before your competition does. hires yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, but Push said, like, kind of coming back to this before we end the podcast, like, he said he was paid like $500,000, like, one time for from the McDonald's, like, thing. And they've been using that as, like, a thing for years. So he oh, really yeah. should he have hasn't gotten, been gotten, like, he hasn't gotten any, um, yeah. Uh, what are they called? Royalties. Royalties yeah. or like back end. Yeah, like the licensing for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's rough. So Man, I'm sorry. I'm sleepy today. The lessons here are get your royalties for things you create, right? Get your, get your, yeah, get, get your points money. points on the back end. Secure I don't know what bag. that means, but I hear people say it. Points on the back end. That 
sounds right. I think that's a movie thing. I don't know. But I think that's a thing. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 40% sure. Okay, great. I mean, this is a financial podcast, so that's good. (laughs) Welcome back to Real FM, the podcast where we talk about all things financial. That's right. Have a good weekend.